Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. So uh, today we are going to talk about um, language research, yeah, uh, in synchronic and diachronic. And then before you continue to listen to this podcast, please uh, open your PowerPoint. Alright, so um, Ferdinand de Saussure, uh, the father of linguistics, yeah, gave two terms yeah, for the linguistic research, synchronic and diachronic. Um, those terms are based on the time. So synchronic uh, research uh, is when the languages are studied at a theoretic point in time. One describes as a state of language disregarding whatever changes might be taking place. While diachronic is when languages are studied from point of view of their historical development. In um, another way, synchronic research is when the language is analyzed based on it's time present when uh, the language is present while diachronic research is uh, when you analyze the language and then connect it to the historical development of the language of the language that is used uh, before its time and then uh, analyzing the development, the changes, yeah, from the past time until the present time. Okay, so in diachronic, you connect the language between the language in the past time and then the language in the present time. All right, next uh, slide. So diachronic is the study of the development in language in the ways in when in which language change from period and of the causes and result of such changes both outside the languages and within them so diachronic is from the greek words dia through and then chronos means time so it learns it analyzes the language in process of its historical change all right so for example yeah the change in sound system of english from old english to modern english so if you are looking to the literature yeah it's different from uh let's say shakespearean era to nowadays english and then in diachronic you analyze what changes okay what um what are changing in that language is it the syntax is it the phonology and then maybe you can also analyze why it changes so throughout the 19th century linguistics was a german pursuit and then there is a big project yeah an enormous effort to know yeah the historical study of the indo-european language family so the indo-european language family is the mother of the european languages so the the european languages are um, 
identical or similar to one another. Yeah, for example, uh, German language to uh, Netherlands language to English language, they have um, similar words that um, contains a very uh, different uh, pronunciation, but still have the same meaning. For example, in um, German, you have uh, father for father, and then you have father for father in English. You have you know that there is a very um, small differentiation, yeah. And then they want to know um, are they related or not, okay? And then what is the mother language okay the core the first language yeah that 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 shapes all of the european languages okay and then there's thought that race language and culture are related yeah to the reconstruction of the prehistory of the germanic and other language stocks and then it was considered a very interesting uh, studies yeah, to know the historical of the language. Right, and then diachronic linguistics yeah, has four main concerns. The first one is to describe and account for observed changes in particular languages. Yeah, so to describe and to know what changes yeah, in the language from the past time to the present time and then to reconstruct the prehistory of languages and determine their relatedness and then grouping them into language families and then to develop general theories about how and why language changes and then to describe the history of speech communities so why do language change yeah so all languages are continually changing yeah their sounds their syntax their meaning and then none of them uh, happen overnight they are gradual and probably difficult to discern while they are in progress um it is an it is actually a continual process of cultural transmission so each new generation has find a way of using the language of the previous generation and then this unending process uh, make a new language user has to create um, uh, for himself the language of the community so for example in Indonesia um, each new generation has its own language okay has its own characteristic you know from the 90s we have uh, our own jargon from the 2000s and then 2010s and then 2020s you have those slangs you have those um, jargons that are different from the previous generations and then from cultural and then technology influential that makes the language changes all right 
uh, and then in the acronic uh, studies we have comparative method it refers to the practice of comparing forms in two or more languages with a view to discovering regularities of correspondence for example um, from English and Germans yeah and s is usually uh, uh, exist in their words okay so modern languages yeah have descended from ancient language so comparative historical describes this process of evolution as well as the similarities in the process of change so the comparative and historical methods are yeah, based on discovering relationship between languages. So in comparative um, method, yeah, they figure out that um, there are similarities in languages, yeah, and then they want to compare one to another, and then wanted to know is there any relationship between all those languages? Maybe they all. Uh, sisters yeah maybe the similarities um, not only just in the phonology but also in the meaning and then they can conclude those languages as sisters to one uh, mother language all right so um, uh, the the mother language here is actually named proto yeah proto language or the parent language and then it breaks down to several places and then it becomes l1 and l2 sister languages yeah so for example uh, in the europe yeah the parent language is proto-indo-european and then it spreads yeah into another languages which is latin yeah it grows yeah into four another languages into latin greek german and sanskrit so proto language nowadays are no longer exist yeah uh, it can be reconstructed but not easy yeah to trace the similarities between languages and then so the historical yeah or the the diachronic linguists make a list of words from different languages and then found the similarity sound yeah that happened in that languages so the sounds that are similar yeah which is found by the linguists yeah um it built cognates yeah so a cognate is a word related genetically to other words that together form a set of cognates descending from proto language so for example um the proto language for europe yeah is indo-european and then the uh, the children of it is latin english and sanskrit for example and then you can see that there are similarities for the word brother in latin it is frater in the english it is brother in the sanskrit it is barata so 
um, by knowing that there are similar sounds to it, you can group them together, yeah, and then they have also similar meanings, and then you can group them into one family. Okay. So comparative linguists try to construct cognate sets and reconstruct protoforms to talk about the changes that have occurred in the development of languages. So uh, for another example, yeah, with a series of native words, yeah, so it is a native words and that is not loans, yeah. Uh, one can see that where English has yeah. t, and then the, when the German has s, they actually correspond to each other. So, for example, in the English we have water, in the German we have wasser, wasser. In English we have better, in German we have besser, and then the English we have food, and then in the German we have fuss so they have similar words yeah but the difference is only in the t and s so they correspond okay so it can be concluded that when the, ch the english has t but not the in it but not in the in the in the initial position it will change into s in the german okay and then uh, there are several language families, yeah. Um, you know that Indo-European, yeah, form Latin, Germanic, uh, Sanskrit, and etc. And then from Latin, yeah, it has uh, some children, which is French, Italian, and Romanian. And then English, German, and Norwegian is distant from Proto-Germanic, and then uh, Latin Proto-Germanic, and others are from Proto-Indo-European. And the next, you will see the diagram. Yeah, I.E. is uh, Indo-European. Yeah, Indo-European uh, Proto language, and then it has um, so many children. Yeah, the first one is Germanic. And then it goes down to Gothic, Old Icelandic, Old High German, and then Old English. And then nowadays we have English, German, Dutch, Flemish, Swedish, Danish, Norwegian, and Icelandic. So those languages are actually sisters yeah, from the Proto-Germanic. And then from the children of Indo-European language family, another one is Celtic. Yeah, Celtic, and then it uh, spreads, and then it has like children. Yeah, um, it uh, <laughs> expanded. Yeah, it is developed. Yeah, it is developed into Irish, Scots, Gaelic, Welsh, and Breton. And then from Italy, yeah, we have nowadays is Portuguese. Spanish, French, Italian, Romanian, yeah. Before that, before becoming into Portuguese, Spanish, French, Italian, Romanian, um, it is Oscan, Umbrian, and Latin. And then, uh, by the time being, and then it develops, yeah, 
into five languages. And then we have Hellenic, yeah, uh, which makes uh, Greek languages. And then we have Albanian, Armenian, Plato Safik, yeah. And then Indo Iranian. So from Indo Iranian, it makes two language, yeah, Indic and Iranian. And then from Indic, you have Sanskrit and Prakrit. And then from Iranian, um, it makes the language Avestan and Old Persian. And then goes down into Persian, Pashto, and Kurdish. So English and German, yeah, it is a sister language, yeah. They have similar sounds, they have similar words that have similar meanings, all right. And then uh, from the diachronic or historical linguistic, you can also know the relation of, uh, for example, Indonesian language to Tagalog language, for example. Um, is there any similarities between Javanese language uh, and Tagalog language, for example? Uh, you can know that by listing the words and then finding out whether there is a connection, whether they are corresponds to each other or not. So in the uh, in the diachronic uh, linguistic, there is a Grimm's law, which uh, stated that uh, there are changing. There are changes from the proto to the language nowadays. Yeah, for example, Proto-Indo-European. So P-I-E is Proto-Indo-European. Yeah, when they have voiceless stops P, T, K, when it is in Germanic, yeah, it changes into voiceless fricatives of th and s. Okay. When it is voice stops in the PIE is b d g, uh, and then it turns into Germanic languages. Yeah, the the son of the Proto-Indo-European language. Yeah, into b d g voiceless stops. So whenever, whenever there is a word from the PIE that has b d g. It turns into Germanic language into Pahtaka. Alright. And then another thing in the diachronic uh, linguistic is dialectology. So it is the scientific study of linguistics dialect, the varieties of a language that are characteristic of particular group based primarily on geographic geographic distribution and their associated features. Dietologists are concerned with grammatical features that correspond to regional areas. So you know there are so many dialects in this world and then uh, by the dialect uh, you can know that whether they are sister language or not. Okay, so yeah, usually uh, there are similar to this word, but maybe a different pronunciation. 
And then now the synchronic linguistic. So synchronic, yeah, it is from the Greek syn together, and then chronos time. It studies the languages as a system at present. So the synchronic linguists they are fuse the particular state of a language at some given point in time. It ignores the route by which a language arrives at its present form. So for example, we analyze the modern system of modern English. Or maybe um all the all the uh research yeah the linguistic research that we do nowadays yeah that do not try to know yeah the historical development of the language that we that we do not connect it to the historical development of the linguist or the, or the language changing it is considered as synchronic linguistics so all the social linguistic pragmatics and then um psycholinguistics and another things yeah are uh, phonology uh, syntax and morphology um research yeah if it's not connected to the historical part of the development uh changes in the language then it is considered as synchronic linguistics all right so uh, the conclusion is there are two types of linguistic research yeah the first one is synchronic yeah and then the second one is diachronic diachronic deals with the historical linguistics yeah uh, it deals with the historical development the changes yeah, in language and then it also wants to know whether the languages are, are related to each other or not yeah. while synchronic linguists yeah, it views the language based on one time yeah not connected to the other time which is the past but only in one time in where the language is spoken or written all right so that's all for today if you have question please give uh questions in the whatsapp group and i'll see you next time bye bye